Hello everybody. Today I am here with Noor Johari. She is based out of Dubai. She is an enterprise solutions engineer at VMware. Hello, Noor. Hello. Hi, Ranki. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you're good as well. I'm so happy to have you with me. Um, let's just jump right in. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, basically, um, let me start from the family perspective. Um, my name is Noor, as you all know. I'm the eldest in my family. So we are uh, three, my, myself, my sister, and my brother. So I'm the eldest one. As you know, always the pressure is always on the first child to be always the first, to be always uh, like the top of the class. Everything is, the first trials are basically on the first child. So I'm the victim. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm, all, not, I'm not only the first child, but also the first grandchild in my mom's side. So you can see how the attention is. Uh, and besides that, so we are a small, considered a small family from the Mediterranean culture. So we are only three kids. Usually the Mediterranean culture have more than three kids, five, six, and so on. And um, I got married in 2017. So um, almost four years back. And I have one boy, uh, Jawad. He, my, my son is two years right now, two years and a half. And, um, what else also I can tell you about myself that I'm always I have um, I'm always passionate about psychology I have some passion about writing I love writing I write in my spare times uh, some um, like my own uh, poems my own uh, philosophical writings and I started to publish something uh, during the COVID uh, lockdown actually I used that uh, chance and surprisingly I have good readers and I have some plans later on for that in the um, future. When you say you had to, to be kind of like the trailblazer, the one who was in the focus, who had the pressure on her, um, how did that reflect on your education? How was it going to school? What kind of school did you go to? Actually, in a, when, uh, usually the parents have high expectations on the first child because they, they give a lot of attention. And I can see that from my experience with my son as well. Mm -hmm. but I don't want to make it too tough on him. Uh, anyway, so uh, reflecting on my own um, study, uh, study aspect. So basically I was always um, uh, on top of my class. I was always uh, like behaving and uh, my marks were always on the top. And however, I have some, I, I didn't have that space for creativity. You know, that space that you need some, some space to breathe just to yeah. maybe some time to draw, to color. I had that space, but I didn't feel that I have it. I had it enough, and that's why now I'm trying to uh, build that skill in my in my adulthood. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So uh, now you're trying to to, yeah. to build your creative side more, right? Yes, but on the other end, I would be, I'm really very grateful from that support from my parents because without them, I wouldn't enter IT actually, mm -hmm. because IT is always a tough uh, a tough field for women. And from their support, from their push, uh, always pushing us to the extra mile, always uh, that vibe that you can do it, don't let anybody let you down and so on. So that's positive self-talk made me 
like uh, approach something that I wouldn't expect myself in that field at all. Yeah, I was. Well, I just wanted to to interject a question here. You say uh, that uh, your parents kind of paved the way for you to go into IT. Was that something they actively supported, or was it just the drive they gave you? Actually, it was only uh, kind of the drive, the energy. But they didn't like they didn't they did not inject the field itself. However, they inject the idea that you can do whatever you believe in. That's the, I, the concept that I'm trying to throw. Uh, and, and another aspect, they come from, a, they, my family come from uh, the side of believing that, uh, let's say, the only approved uh, fields are either education or engineering or uh, medicine. You know, the old methodology or the old mentality of parents that basically the classical jobs, we can say it. These are the classical jobs, jobs in their mind. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated from school, it was either medicine, engineering, or something with uh, education. So education, it means I'm ending up being a teacher at the end. Mm -hmm. So this is, the, it, it was too limited. But when I picked up uh, computer engineering, it was under the engineering umbrella, but a different field from what they expected. So they expected something like chemical engineering, something like, a laboratory work or biomedical engineering, something related again to medicine and to what they know. Yeah. And it was surprising to them. And uh, actually I picked up two uh, selections in university, uh, computer science and computer engineering. Mm -hmm. So as the last, the last uh, decision was for me to have the computer engineering as a selection. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, and that's how I entered computer engineering. Um, when you went to school, um, before you went to university, did you already have some kind of technical um, education? Did you have IT at school or something? You would be surprised. I had zero technical, <laughs> technical experience, zero, let's say I, I had no programming uh, experience or no, nothing about programming in school. Mm -hmm. Our school was mainly focused on the scientific uh, courses like chemistry, biology, math, and those the typical courses and however it was an interest from my own side that i'm always interested about machines and how they work how computer how computer works and basically how to assemble and disassemble uh, computer parts I, I had that interest in mind all the time and always at home i'm the technician so I always fix the TV, fix the fridge, fix anything. So I had that interest in mind. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting, yeah. really, you know. So, and I'm wondering, so um, your parents didn't obviously expect you to do something with computer engineering. When you came to university, was it also unexpected for your classmates to find you there? Or is it very common um, that, that women study computer engineering? Um, we, we have here in our culture, our Mediterranean culture, some uh, friends, they enter the major together. It's like a, you know, like a band. Let's say we all have, we are at the same uh, friends group. So all of us enter the same major or at least the same school. Mm -hmm. For me, I ended up in the engineering college in the American University of Sharjah in UAE, and I'm the only one in the computer engineering department from my school. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. So the rest of the school graduates, they all went to business, either business or um, a mass communication, those different fields, not even related to engineering. So I'm the only one from my classmates who took the engineering uh, path. And I was even feeling like, how come I'm the only one busy? In university and they're always in the shopping malls they're either uh, laying cards or maybe uh, shopping doing anything else other than studying 
yeah. It was a, a first year was a bit first year for me was a bit tough. However, I was holding that passion all the time. And my parents, again, pushed me further. And they said, since you selected it and it will, you will shine, you always shine whenever you pick anything. So don't worry. As long as you know your skills, you're doing fine. So the first year was, I'm telling it, it was challenging. And the, the second thing that I actually added within my curriculum, I tried to pick something interesting to me to keep me uh, active. I was an active member in the tennis uh, uh, tennis team of the university mm -hmm. so that was for me uh, like let's say the window for me to take out the other the other side of the energy mm -hmm. where I can actually be more active be more visible within the community of the college and I was also an active member in the cultural clubs we have a lot of cultural clubs so I was very active in that aspect as well so I was trying to balance out my mm -hmm. uh, college year so Initially, when you said you were the only one who went to the engineering, I, I thought, oh, God, that sounds a bit lonely and hard, you know, because going there and all your other friends going to the other colleges. But it seems yeah. you, you are someone who can make the best of every situation. So it sounds like you you have um, good coping mechanisms. And I also like your parents who obviously just really believe in you. You know, that's so important. Yeah, actually, I would like to tell you more about that one. Like, since I was, uh, I had no friends, I entered the College of Engineering with zero friends. Mm -hmm. And I tried to create a new friends group to uh, through the projects, through mm -hmm. different activities and so on. Uh, and still, I, I, you know, sometimes when you have this belief that you can do it, then you find the guidance with no, with no uh, efforts. Mm -hmm. True, true. Okay. You just you just work hard and then you feel some guidance is coming on your way. And uh, not only that, but also all professors of our uh, in, um, university uh, college, all our professors were always supportive, whether it is a lady or a, or a man. So they all support all, all students. And the projects we worked on, it, all, it was always a group-based project. Mm -hmm. So we always have this group work, this cooperation together, collaboration, all the team members have to be uh, active and so on. Tell me a little bit more about the new friends you made at, at, at uh, university. What kind of people did you meet there? Uh, actually, surprisingly, I met someone. Uh, she's my best friend today. And uh, when I met her, actually, uh, coincidentally, she had the same last name. <laughs> so she had also, her name was Jauhari as well. Her, her name was Abir Jauhari. But I was surprised I didn't have any cousins and nobody like, you know, nobody from my family in this uh, college. Mm -hmm. And what happened is one of our professors, uh, the, he was a common professor between me and her, and he introduced us to each other. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, he told me, come on, Noor, this is your cousin. <laughs> I have no cousins here. And then we, when we met each other, apparently uh, she had the same family name, but she's from, a different, she's from Syria and I'm from Palestine. Mm -hmm. But it seems maybe we had some roots or some, you know, family origins. Mm -hmm. I have no clue about that. But and then we ended up best friends and we're both in the IT world mm -hmm. and she's top of her field as well as as well as me. So we started our uh, work together. We were um, luckily chosen to be in the HPE graduate uh, program together. Mm -hmm. So I started like my career life, let's say, with a new uh, chapter, a new friend starting fresh on a white page and full of energy. Mm 
-hmm. That sounds amazing. It's such a lovely story of coincidence, yeah. actually. <laughs> you told me yeah. some interesting things as well. You you mentioned that you had female professors, you know. Of course, you know, when we hear that you're from the Middle East and, and we see you, we, we make certain assumptions and we assume uh, that you come from a culture where women don't actually go into engineering. So we're obviously very wrong about that, right? So it seems that, that this is not true. Tell me a little bit more about um, that. Actually, in the College of Engineering, in um, where I studied in American University of Sharjah, the ratio of uh, female were much higher than the ratio of male. <laughs> uh, not because of anything, but there, we had specific majors that attracted ladies. Mm -hmm. So um, we, ha we had uh, chemical engineering was one of the uh, majors they, uh, offered. So the chemical engineering department was full of um, female more than males because th their assumption that they would be working in makeup or they would be making working on uh, things that interest the interest the woman mm -hmm. so they ended up working in different fields <laughs> but still some of them are now uh, i have some uh, some of our graduates are now like famous um, let's say not makeup artists but makeup um, uh, what they what they call it makeup advertiser. Mm -hmm. So and some of them they work on uh, in companies such as L'Oreal. Some of them they work in different companies that are famous for uh, the chemical uh, fields. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the IT department, IT fields as well, we always had we always we always had some competition internally in the college to uh, let's say to encourage more women. Mm -hmm. So we had some uh, groups for women competition together, or some uh, you know does uh, sometimes when you when we when you are in the first first year as a freshman year we always have this competition in order to bring more collaboration within the different team members. Mm -hmm. So we had this these competitions ongoing all the time along the year, and we had also a ritual from our computer engineering department that was called the pizza event ritual. So we had a monthly pizza event ritual. Uh, every month, our um, computer department uh, had our the professor basically gathers all the students of the year or the batch for a pizza dinner or a pizza lunch. Oh, nice. And it was at that time to know each other more, to, col to collaborate more. And he always invites the senior students talking to the junior or even to the freshman students. Mm -hmm. So that was really a nice collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, collaboration way and this way actually excited more women to enter the college so when I was in my before my freshman year it was in the orientation week they invited some senior uh, women um, graduates who can talk to the uh, to the new freshman people that's great and that is also a proof that representation works that you need like role models and 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 you know women who have gone before you that you can see yourself in so that's that's a very great strategy i feel especially that you know as women we always listen to each other mm -hmm. true so the the word of mouth for us is more effective than talking mm -hmm. to other strangers so when you see another woman who actually went to that path and would explain her challenges, would explain how did she grow up, how what did she learn, and so on. It would be more effective on you, and it will be you will feel that you are not yeah. alone. Very true, very true. Yeah. So actually, it sounds really amazing, and a bit envious of your <laughs> place of study. It was not quite as great for me, but it sounds really nice. And I was wondering, so this were all good things. Were there any stumbling blocks? Were there things you found difficult or? Anything you would say that you would uh, maybe do differently now? From the study perspective, I would do differently that I will be 
um, basically I will enter a different uh, line of uh, visibility. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would uh, participate more into the social work, mm -hmm. more into the uh, volunteering work as well. And not only that, but also in the technical field, I, I feel like that now we lack some skills, the let's say the feminine skills. Mm -hmm. Once we are in the technical world or where I am right now, multinational company, VMware, and so on, it's you feel like it's more masculine than feminine. Mm -hmm. So it's small, it's always rigid, very solid, uh, very tough, and so on. Mm -hmm. but still, we need that flexibility. So we lack that feminine uh, characteristics, and we need to hire more women to that to add that blend. You know. Yeah to have this balance of blending of masculine and feminine together. Yeah. What do you say is actually covered also by science and research that diversity in um, actually is good for companies and especially, you know, this different skills that women bring into the business actually make businesses grow. So I, I totally agree with you there. And, and I was wondering, so now you, you had this computer engineering degree, how, and I think you said you went to a graduate program with your best friend at HP. Um, yeah. so how did you, how did your professional career go from HP to VMware? How did you get there? Uh, actually, I worked in HPE since 2009. Mm -hmm. And then by 2000, end of 2019, um, I, I decided to look for a different aspect. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get out of the infrastructure hardware business. I want to pursue something related to the software because mm -hmm. I want to shift gears and start some software experience. So here where I started to build some um, certifications, some experience, uh, you know, uh, skills and so on. Mm -hmm. And I was really uh, privileged to be selected uh, among the candidates for VMware. Mm -hmm. And I was hired in 2020, in uh, July 2020. So uh, almost 10 months by now. And I was really happy for VMware perspective to women, where they want to hire more talented women from the market, they focus more on that skills that they lacked before. Mm -hmm. So they want to, they want to increase that mentality that women also add more value to the technical yeah. world as well. That's true. There's a lot of diversity and, and equity and inclusion initiatives at VMware. So it seems you you enjoy working here. Um, you, you switched in the middle of a worldwide uh, pandemic, which is also a big step, right? Yes. Um, um, but I, I feel that you are happy with the decision you took here. It was not an easy decision, especially after spending more than 10 years with HPE. It was kind of my home. And it was, um, again, it's not easy decision. However, once you have this feeling or calling to change or shift careers, I thought it's the time. And especially since the pandemic started, I, I tried actually to use the pandemic positively on my own um, character in order to learn more, to read more, and to schedule my day uh, with uh, balancing family and work together at home. Mm -hmm. Especially that living in Dubai, you will notice that 50% of your time, you're spending it on traffic. So I was actually using that time at home uh, to read more, to get educated in different fields that I'm, uh, I'm willing to learn about. And here where the decision came up. And once the chance came up, I could not refuse it because again, I wanted to focus more on software perspective on the infrastructure side, from the software side, mm -hmm. from the abstraction of software and hardware, from the cloud perspective, a multi-cloud strategy, 
um, the, workspace, the workspace side, the end user side. So I had no clue about this business at all before. All my experience was in the compute and storage and backup. But I'm more into the back end. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally uh, understand that decision. It, it does make sense so when we look where the market is going. And you touched on something I found also very interesting, and that is the work-life balance you talked about, because that's something I, I want you to also illustrate when in my interviews. How do you feel? Um, how do you feel about the work-life balance in IT? Um, is that something that works well for you as a woman with because you mentioned you have a son and so children yeah. are also a thing that women think about when they go into a career tell us a little bit about this um, actually i'm a true believer in work-life integration i call it work-life integration because they integrate together it's basically a big puzzle mm -hmm. where work and life they like kind of you know they interact together mm -hmm. and they complete each other why we call it work-life integration? Because now you can work at any time, anywhere, any device, basically uh, reflecting on VMware message. Uh, not only that, but also you can, for example, since we are now, everybody is uh, like started working from home and so on. So you can assign certain spots for you at home to have, this is my home office, do not touch area for my son and so on. And when it is a play time with him, I dedicate myself Fully. So my first step in that aspect is basically to select where to, where you want to be present. Mm -hmm. So I try to do multitasking and I fail at that big time. So I basically select my battles, as they say. So I select where I want to be present whenever it is a serious call with the, with the, for work. So I put all my senses to that call. Mm -hmm. And whenever it's time to my son, let's say after working hours, I play with him, I make some activities and so on, so that I can give each uh, part its own uh, role. Not only that, but also maybe after my son sleeps at night, I have some extra free time. I can spare it for some readings for some listening on audiobooks and so on. So this is the life of integration. Not only that, but also I can see it from the other end as well, from the partner support. We, we cannot ignore the partner support as well. So my husband also works online and he is one of the pe most people impacted uh, with the online business since he's also teaching online. Oh, God. So he's working in university as a lab instructor. So, you know, you can imagine that during my calls, I have some classes going on at home. <laughs> so we divided our territories at home and we assigned certain spots to each, to each one. And sometimes we swap uh, places. That's so nice. I love the term work-life integration. I talked to Naomi Betts uh, some weeks ago and she termed uh, this work-life harmony. So I, I love this this idea that it's it's a puzzle that that uh, you have pieces that you have to integrate with each other, and that you can have um, you know even though it's at home, you can have your different uh, places where you do work, and then there's private and all kind of works together like cogs in a different wheel. So I, I like that um, a lot, and um, so. Do you feel that that working in IT is something that's really good for women? I mean, like from from ter in terms of flexibility compared to other jobs that women tend to do? Actually, we are very grateful working for IT companies because they were the pioneers in adding that flexibility. Mm -hmm. We had that option long ago, so we, we are not new to this. 
We always have that flexibility to work from home at, at any time. Maybe sometimes I have to take some days working from home when my son had some vaccines, mm -hmm. some, uh, some, you know, when, you know, those uh, periods where, when, when they were little, they have some routine vaccines that you need to give them. So I used to have used that privilege. Not only that, but also we had, for example, um, when I was working from HPE, we had uh, each month we had a day called Wellness Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we had every Thursday, every uh, first of first Thursday of the month, we used to take it, let's say, a half day. Mm -hmm. a half a half day so three hours deducted from the working hours so I, I used to take that three hours for my own spa, spa time or mm -hmm. let's say running jogging and so on mm -hmm. so we had that flexibility it's nothing new for the IT company and it's even more flexible now with the pandemic especially for example for example after joining VMware um, I noticed that they had those pandemic days so yes. you had those pandemic days as one of the categories of your leave days so it's nice to feel with the family, family support. Um, VMware is a true believer of family support. So mm -hmm. as long as you can give your family, you can give more to the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. I agree. I mean, I also feel that working in IT gives you a lot of flexibility in your life, makes it easier to uh, combine things with each other. And, and especially this flexibility, which we have been used to for a while, is, is something that is definitely um, something we all enjoy, I think. Um, I yeah. just remembered a few things you told me earlier that I would love to talk about. And you said you were interested in writing and you write poems and you also publish something. Would you like to tell me a little bit about that? Because that sounds so interesting. Uh, let me open my online actually blog and read from it <laughs> because I don't memorize them. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually those writings, um, let me just, I'll read it from my phone because I'm always logged in. One second. Mm -hmm. Do you publish your own blog or do you have um, a platform where you publish things? Uh, actually, I'm a member of Medium. There I'm is an app called Medium. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll send you my, uh, my account there. Yes, please. And at, the, and at the same time, I have a page on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, my page actually got expanded in two different uh, purposes. The first purpose was writing, mm -hmm. and the second purpose, or basically interest that I came into, is the health coaching. Oh, okay, nice. It's something totally from different from IT. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it's I'm always I always have been like um, I'm keen on like cooking better, healthier, and so on. So I searched for some uh, health coaching certificate, mm -hmm. and uh, luckily uh, during the pandemic, I started that certificate and i'm gonna graduate very soon in july to be a certified health coach oh that's so nice <laughs> yeah so uh maybe one of my uh, poems this mm -hmm. is a very short one mm -hmm. very very short one but i'll read it to you the title says too busy collecting stones mm -hmm. okay and then uh, it starts with uh, never take someone for granted hold every person tight to your heart Hug those precious moments close to your heart because you might wake up one day and realize that you've lost a diamond while you were too busy collecting stones. That's really beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. So I, I always feel that you need some, not uh, only uh, like work and family, you also need something that you do for yourself, for your creativity. True. As like a counterbalance to, to all the other things you do. So it's wonderful. Writing is wonderful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I feel like you have a person, you're a person with so many different facets, like, uh, you know, you have all these different things going on in your life, and you have them very well integrated, and you, you look, you feel so centered at the same time. So it's, it's great to see a woman working in IT that, you know, has her life together like this. So if you, um, if you were to give an advice to younger women who would want to follow, follow in your footsteps, what, what would you tell them? I would tell them, uh, don't allow anyone to stop you mm -hmm. and um, run after your true calling. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, we always have this in uh, inside voice that tells us we, can, we want to go somewhere, but mm -hmm. we're always like stepping backward two steps and saying, no, we are afraid, no, we cannot, and so on. So always follow that true calling inside you, and uh, you will have the guidance alone. Super. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Noor, it was wonderful talking to you. And thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I think there would be so many different things we could still go on. But uh, in the for the sake of time, um, I have to end our conversation here. Thank you so much for talking. To thank me. you. Thank you so much. And also, I didn't expect that I would be that fluent, you know. Ah, I didn't yeah. plan what I'm going to talk about. <laughs>